Wednesday, January the 13th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Trump's removal ruled out and Chinese vaccine data disappoints. First, the world in brief. The chance of President Donald Trump's being removed by his own cabinet under the 25th Amendment vanished as Vice President Mike Pence ruled it out. So Democrats in the House of Representatives will proceed with an impeachment vote, this time aided by some Republicans. The President called that a continuation of the greatest witch hunt in the history of politics and denied any responsibility for his supporters rioting through the Capitol last week. He claimed that his speech preceding it, in which he insisted he won the election and told the crowd to walk down to the Capitol and be strong, was totally appropriate. New data from a trial conducted in Brazil demonstrated that Coronavac, a Chinese vaccine, has just a 50.4% efficacy rate against COVID-19. Last week, researchers had declared the jab made by Sinovac to be 78% effective against mild to severe cases. Apparently, those data hit a group of milder infections. Yoshihide Suga, Japan's Prime Minister, is to extend a state of emergency to as many as seven more prefectures to help stem a steep rise in COVID-19 cases. Medical facilities across the country have been struggling under increasing pressure, with new infections exceeding 4,900 on Monday. Malaysia has also enacted a national state of emergency, the first in 50 years. The Irish government published a report into abuses committed at mother and baby homes in the country between 1922 and 1998. It found that 9,000 children died in 18 homes over the period, one in seven who lived in them. The report was commissioned after the remains of up to 800 children were discovered in a mass grave at a mother and baby home in Tuam. A French court ruled that a Bangladeshi man with asthma who faced deportation should remain in France after his lawyer pleaded that his condition could seriously deteriorate in his home country. It is the first time that a French court has used the environment as a criterion in a deportation ruling. Bangladesh has some of the worst air quality in the world. Visa abandoned its plans to buy Plaid, a Silicon Valley fintech startup. America's Department of Justice had sued to stop the deal, complaining that Visa was trying to quash competition to its online payment business by neutralising a future rival. Visa denies this, but said it would pull back to avert a lengthy legal battle. And India's Supreme Court paused the implementation of new agricultural laws that have prompted huge protests by farmers. Narendra Modi, the Prime Minister, insists the reforms would make Indian agriculture more competitive, but farmers fear it will hurt their bottom line. The court's Chief Justice promised to set up a panel to hear farmers' grievances. And now, here's today's agenda. Uncharted Territory Trump's impeachment vote. America's House of Representatives could impeach President Donald Trump as early as today. He is charged with incitement of insurrection for his role in last week's storming of the Capitol. That would make him the first president to be impeached twice. But a Senate trial would probably not start before January 19th, the day before Joe Biden's inauguration. If the point is to remove a president, why pursue Mr. Trump even as he is leaving office? The Democrats' motivation seems to be partly symbolic, holding him to account for chaos and bloodshed at the seat of government. It is also practical. If two-thirds of the Senate votes to convict him, Mr. Trump could be precluded from running again. And by forcing Republicans to stand with the president or denounce him, it could open a rift in that party. Prominent Republicans are already standing up on both sides of the issue, 
Their party's congressional leadership is signalling it will let the pieces fall where they may. Bounce back ability. American inflation. With the economy once again being ravaged by coronavirus, the inflation figure due today is not the most pressing economic indicator on Americans' minds. Yet price pressures look likely to rise later this year. Commodity prices are booming. President-elect Joe Biden's administration is likely to dole out more stimulus. And most job losses in December were concentrated in leisure and hospitality, which are likely to rebound swiftly once most Americans are vaccinated. 10-year inflation break-evens, the difference in annual yields between consumer price inflation-protected bonds and the normal sort, recently crossed 2%. However, this is probably still lower than the Federal Reserve would like, both because the measure of inflation to which its 2% target applies usually lags behind the consumer price index, and because it wants to overshoot its target to make up for lost ground. For now, that lost ground is growing. Today's CPI data for December are likely to show paltry annual price rises of about 1.3%. The Rush and the Hangover Launching Satellites Today, space buffs will be treated to the live broadcast of an exciting satellite launch. Virgin Orbit of California plans to drop a rocket dubbed Launcher 1 from a Boeing 747 flying 10,700 metres up. Moments later, the rocket, thrust as a blaze, will shoot up to place 10 satellites in orbit. A test in 2020 without satellites failed. If all goes well this time, Virgin Orbit will celebrate a first that it hopes will lead to 20 such launches a year. However, a boom in launches and the resulting accumulation of debris in orbit is making collisions with space junk more likely. By one reckoning, close calls with operating spacecraft have doubled in three years. One solution would be to cast derelict objects into the atmosphere below to burn up. Astroscale, a Japanese firm, plans two missions to practice this. Meanwhile, ClearSpace, a Swiss rival, plans to start removing debris from space in 2025. Oh to be young. Indonesia begins vaccination drive. Yesterday, the world's fourth most populous nation suffered its deadliest day of the pandemic so far. Today, Indonesia began inoculating its citizens. President Joko Widodo was the first to get the COVID-19 vaccine. He will be followed by 1.3 million health workers and then, in a twist, the working age population. The government has pinned its hopes on Coronavac, the vaccine developed by Sinovac, a Chinese drug maker, despite questions over its efficacy. While most countries are prioritising the elderly in mass vaccination efforts, Indonesia thinks there are insufficient data on whether Coronavac works for old people. Instead, it will vaccinate people of working age. The government hopes this will quickly revive the economy, which is in recession for the first time in two decades. Three million doses have arrived, with around 120 million more to come. But the big challenge will be to convince Indonesians to take it. Only 37% are willing, according to a poll conducted in December. The toe kicks back. Italy's Mafia Trial In a specially converted courthouse under high security, 355 people will today appear before judges in the southern city of Lamezia Terme in Italy's biggest mafia trial since the 1980s. The defendants include Luigi Mancuso, allegedly a top boss of the Andrangheta, an organised crime syndicate based in Calibria, the toe of the Italian boot. 
Today's proceedings have a precedent in the maxi trial that began in Palermo in 1986 with almost 500 defendants. That was directed at affiliates of the Sicilian mafia Cosa Nostra. But many of the defendants in the trial that opens today are charged with helping the Andrangheta rather than belonging to it. One such is Giancarlo Patelli, a former deputy of Silvio Berlusconi's Forza Italia party. He denies wrongdoing. The Andrangheta is widely judged by law enforcement bodies to have outstripped Cosa Nostra in wealth and influence, mainly because of its income from cocaine trafficking. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Edmund Spencer, who died on this day in 1599. What more felicity can fall to creature than to enjoy delight with liberty? That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.